On today's Kids Corner, the great murder mystery. We don't even know the victim's name. Abel. Whoa, all right, hold it right there. The victim is, was, my brother. Why are you out here? Because I know who's responsible for his death. Who? My parents. Stay tuned. Time for Kids Corner. Hi, Liz. 30 minutes of adventure. Well, it's only the coolest and most popular club in school. With Liz, Lucille, Skink, Spike, Scooter, Grandpa Noli, and all their friends. It isn't Liz and Lucille. So get set for lifetime adventures. Oh, I can't believe this. On Kids Corner. That is one strange lizard. Hi, and welcome to Kids Corner. We're back at Turin Community Church once again at a special program that Grandpa Anoli's church school class is about to put on. Which means, of course, that we can expect some wild, crazy, and fun skits from Liz and the gang. Let's see. The program says that the class has been studying the Sixth Commandment, Thou Shalt Not Kill, from Exodus chapter 20, verse 13. Oh, looks like we're about to get started. I'll talk to you later. Good evening, everyone. Uh, Well, I guess you all know by now that our theme for the evening is a bit of a controversial subject. It certainly was an interesting project for us to put together, and and not an easy one. It's never easy to talk about death. And yet, thou shalt not kill is one of the Ten Commandments. If, however, some of you folks believe that the subject matter might be inappropriate for younger children, then we invite you to take advantage of the church's nursery facilities upstairs. Now that that's out of the way, uh, we in the elementary church school class are pleased to present to you our take on the Sixth Commandment. When crimes are committed, even in ancient times, it's our job to find out how, why, and who's responsible. We're Bible CSI. My name's Lacerda, Liz Lacerda. Most lizards call me Liz. This is my partner, Lucille Monitor. Liz and I are Bible crime scene investigators. When a crime happens in the Bible, they call us. A few days ago, we were sitting in our office when we got one of those calls. It was a big one from when the world was new. The book of Genesis. A young man had been found lying in a field. Liz and I raced to the scene. What do you think, Liz? He's dead, all right. Blunt force trauma. Blow to the head. Any signs of struggle? No. What do you think happened? I don't know. We don't even know the victim's name. Abel. Whoa, all right, hold it right there. Oh, you have nothing to fear from me, officers. Uh, We'll be the judge of that. Uh, What'd you call him? Abel. The victim's name was Abel. Yeah, and just who are you? I'm Cain. The victim is... was... my brother. Hmm. Brother, eh? Why are you out here, Cain? Because I know who's responsible for his death. Who? My... Parents, Adam and Eve. Oh, this case was getting interesting. When Liz and I recovered from Kane's little bombshell, we immediately went to question the suspects. We found Adam and Eve in the jungle. So you're Adam? Yes. The first man. That's right. And you're Eve, the first woman, correct? Yes. 
uh, what do you want, detectives? This is a very difficult time for us. Yes, sir, and we don't want to take a lot of your time. Thank you. We just want to ask you a few questions. Mm-hmm. To start with, do you have a belly button? What? Liz, well, he wasn't born. He was made by God, and so was Eve. So do you have a belly button? Would you stop it? <clears throat> what does this have to do with what happened to our son? Uh, nothing, ma'am. My partner, uh, he sometimes just gets carried away. In fact, I wish someone would carry him away right now. Hey, inquiring minds want to know. Adam, what can you tell us about your son's death? <sighs> Not much, I'm afraid. Well, let's start with where you were yesterday at about 11.30 a.m. I was in the fields. And what were you doing there? Working the land. I see. And just what is involved in this working the land? Uh, working the land. Ah, uh, that's just what it sounds like, Liz. Oh. It's my job. God told me to plant, pull weeds, and grow things for my family. Any witnesses? I was with him. That is my job. God made me to be his helper. So, you say you were together when your son was killed yesterday? Uh, killed? What, my what? son My son was killed? Uh, looks that way, ma'am. Oh, oh. My poor Abel. Uh, we knew he died, but we didn't know he was killed. Didn't you? What do you mean? Well, your son, Cain, seems to think you know a lot more than you're letting on. What? Cain? Cain said that. He said that two of you were responsible. Oh, I can't believe this. So, are you responsible? What kind of question is that? Abel was our son. How can you even think we're responsible for his death? Because we are. Care to explain that statement, ma'am? We didn't physically kill our son, Detective. But we're still responsible. She's right. We, we brought sin into the world, and, and now our son is dead because of it. Well, you two may be ultimately responsible, but the question still remains. Who killed him? Hmm. Well, Adam and Eve's alibi is airtight. They were with each other in the fields, which means our best suspect is Cain. You're absolutely right, Lucille. We need to go back and talk to Cain. He was the last person to see Abel alive. Cain had fled the scene. We launched a manhunt and tracked him to a seedy dive in the land of Nod, just east of Eden. Cain? Hiya, coppers. What took you so long? Knock off the smart talk, tough guy. We know you did it. Hey, you hear me denying it? What happened between you and your brother? Oh, you mean Mr. Perfect. Just tell us the story. Okay, okay. I'm a farmer, see, and Abel was a shepherd. At harvest time, we'd both bring the Lord gifts from our work. What kind of gifts? I brought wheat and corn, stuff like that. Abel brought meat. Go on. Well, God always liked Abel's offering, but he never liked mine. Why? Who knows? You do. Tell us. Oh, all right. You see, Abel always brought the choicest cuts from his best lambs. And you? I brought good stuff, just maybe not the best. Abel kept getting all the praise and glory. Praise and glory that I wanted, that should have been mine. I was the oldest. So why didn't you talk to God about it? What makes you think I didn't? Even got an answer. Now wait a minute. God actually talked to you? What did he say? He asked me why I was so angry. And he warned me sin is waiting to attack you, longing to destroy you. So what happened to Abel, Cain? We just made our offerings and Abel got all the praise again. I just couldn't take it anymore, so I told him to follow me way out into the fields. I wanted to make sure no one would see. Anyway, once we got there, I... I, uh... You whacked him. Yeah. So you killed your brother because you were jealous. That's right. 
Nice. Okay, tough guy. Let's go. Go? I'm not going anywhere with you. Oh, yes, you are. You're going to stand trial before God. <laughs> Something funny? Yeah, you two. See, God already knows all about what I did. Oh, that's no surprise. He knows everything. Yeah, but after I did it, he asked me where Abel was. He did? Oh, yeah. I tried to get out of it. I said, how should I know? Am I my brother's keeper? What's that got to do with you not coming with us? Just that after I said that, God banished me to here. The land of Nod? Yeah. He even gave me a special mark so no one would get back at me. So I can never go back, not with you or anyone. Not ever. I guess God answered your question, eh? What do you mean? You are your brother's keeper after all. So, what do we take from this case? Three things. One, it didn't take humans very long to commit one of the very worst sins. Murder. Two, it really didn't take a lot for Cain to commit that sin. Just a little correctable jealousy. And three... The answer to Cain's famous and infamous question, Am I my brother's keeper? is a resounding yes. Well, so far we've seen that Killen was there right from the very beginning of the world makes it pretty clear just why God gave us the Sixth Commandment. But most of us have never killed anyone, so this commandment should be easy to obey, right? Well, yes and no, as the next segment shows. We call it About Bugs. This is Granny Gecko's farm, and this is her good friend, Maury Clumtoes. Hi! Maury and Granny are hard at work inspecting Granny's garden. My, my, my. What's the matter, Granny? Bugs. Bugs? Bugs. I'm infested with them. Oh, sorry to hear that. Have you tried using lye soap? Oh, not me personally, Maury. My garden. Look here. My tomato plants, lettuce, and carrots are covered with bugs. They're destroying everything. Wow. Well, I'm not going to let this happen. Come on. What are you going to do? I'm going to get rid of them (gasps) with insecticide. Bug poison? That's right. I have a sprayer in the barn, but I'll need your help to use it now. Come on. Um, What's the matter? Well... Do we have to? Oh, don't worry. The bug spray won't hurt you any. But it'll hurt the bugs. Oh, yeah. It'll kill them. (gasps) Is that really necessary? Well, let's put it this way. Do you like tomatoes? Yeah. Well, how about lettuce and carrots? Oh, I love them. Well, so do the bugs. And right now, the bugs are eating more of them than we are. And if we don't stop them, they'll eat all of them and we won't have any. I know... There's a giant double hot fudge sundae at Big Daddy-O's in it for you. I'm in. Let's kill us some bugs. And the two of them got to work. A little more over this way, Maury. Oh, okay. When the job was finished and they'd put away the equipment and cleaned up, they were on their way to Big Daddy-O's for Maury's reward. When they saw... Come here. Look at this. Uh, This uh Uh-oh. It's it's skinking the iguanas. Maybe we should cross the street. Oh, now nonsense, Maury. It's a free sidewalk. And besides, they look like they're just having a good time. Uh, That's what worries me. Oh, now, come on. Don't be silly. Let's go on and see what they're doing. (laughs) 
As Granny and Maury approached, they soon discovered the reason for Skink and the iguana's revelry. The young lizards were frying ants on the sidewalk with a magnifying glass. They laughed and giggled with glee as they watched the poor ants shrivel up on the hot concrete. Granny was livid. What do you boys think you're doing? Huh? Uh, Granny, uh, we aren't doing nothing. Oh, now, yes, you are. You are torturing these ants. Oh, uh, well, yeah, it's just a little game. Oh, a game? Yeah, I mean, we're not hurting anyone. Oh, except for those ants. Now, you give me that magnifying glass. But that... Hand it over, Skink. Okay. Here, oh. but it's my dad's. Well, I'll yeah. give it back to him, and I'll tell him what you were doing with it, too, Skink. Oh man. Now, you go on. You get out of here and do something constructive with your life. Now, now, you boys, go on. Skink and his friends were not happy, but they did what Granny said. Granny calmed down, and she and Maury continued on to Big Daddy O's. Maury? Hmm? Huh? Is something wrong with your Sunday? Oh, uh, no, no, it's oh, great. Good. Uh, why? Well, you've barely touched it. Is something on your mind, son? Sort of. I, while I'm very impressed with your courage and resolve in breaking up Skink's ant frying party, I'm a little confused. Oh, what about? Well, why was it okay for you and I to kill bugs with poison, but it wasn't okay oh. for Skink and the iguanas to kill ants with mm -hmm. a magnifying glass? Well, there is a big difference. Well, I don't see it. I mean, hmm. the bugs and ants are both just as dead, and yes. doesn't the Sixth Commandment say, Thou shalt not kill? Well, actually, what the Sixth Commandment says is, Thou shalt not murder. Okay. It's true that you and I killed the bugs. Right. But Skink and the iguanas murdered those ants. Huh. And there is a huge difference between killing and murder. Hmm. What we did was killing for food, uh, for survival, if you will. Do you think that that's what Skink and the iguanas were doing? Oh, no. They were just killing because they thought it was fun. That's right. And I didn't enjoy ending those bugs' lives today, but I did it in order to keep my crops safe. Hmm. But Skink and his pals were killing for entertainment. Uh -huh. And that's why a lot of parents are so concerned about violent movies and video games nowadays. What do you mean? Oh, those games make you get used to killing. To become so callous that it no longer surprises you or upsets you. But killing should always upset us. Because killing in real life isn't just a game. You can't just start over and everybody's back to life again. In real life, dead is dead. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so far we've seen the reason for the Sixth Commandment. Namely, because killing has been around almost as long as humans have. And we've also seen that the Sixth Commandment actually says, do not murder, not do not kill. And for most people, this is not a problem. Most of us, and especially Christians, would never even think of murdering someone. Or would we? The truth is, many of us, even we Christians, have already been a party to murder at some point in our lives. Stunning? Shocking? How so, you ask? Well, the answer is found in our next segment, which we call Word Has It. It all started on the school playground. 
Lucille and Maury were talking when a very excited Liz ran up. Lucille, Lucille, Maury! What? You guys what? will not believe this. You just will not believe it. Believe what? what? I have news. Big news. Yeah. The biggest about, of all people, skink. Skink? Well, what is it? Okay, check it out. Lonnie Google Eyes told Jeff Chinwaggle that Marcy Three Toes had heard Macy Greenbeard tell Rory Spineback that she found out that skink... What? 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 Sleeps with a teddy bear. Get out! <laughs> oh, yeah. Macy saw it in Skink's room on his bed. A teddy bear? A teddy bear. This is amazing. It's even better. It gets even better. Oh, it's got a what, bright what? pink ribbon around its no. neck and a little tag that says, oh. Bobo. Bobo, the teddy bear. <laughs> Too funny. Oh, when do we tell everyone? <laughs> yeah. You think we shot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this news is way too good to keep to ourselves. Yeah, besides, we finally have something on skin. Yeah. Come on, what are we waiting right. for? That's it. And so the three proceeded to tell everyone they could about Skink's secret. And the secrets spread like wildfire, as secrets are wont to do. And in no time, everyone knew about it. So a little while later, when Skink and the iguanas showed up, the playground was a buzzer. Oh, shit. What's with everyone today? You all sound like a gas leak. What are you looking at, Lacerda? Oh, I'm just checking. Checking what? Ah, uh, to see if you, uh... <laughs> brought Bobo the teddy bear with you? <laughs> what? Oh, don't worry. I'm sure Bobo's safe at home in your crib. Skink ran off, completely humiliated, the laughter and taunts ringing in his ears. Later that day, after school, Liz, Lucille, and Maury were at Big Daddy O's gloating over finally giving Skink his comeuppance. Oh, that was so awesome! <laughs> yeah, Skink the Bobo Hugger. <laughs> and now the whole school knows. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> now, what they didn't know was that Granny Gecko was in the booth behind them, listening to their glorious tale, until she couldn't take it anymore, that is. I cannot believe what I am hearing. Oh, um, um, hi, Granny. Hi. Ha- have I got this right? Did you all tell the whole school something about Skink and then embarrass him in public about it? Well, um, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Liz did most of yeah, the embarrassing it was Liz. Of Oh, thanks, no Maury. Excuse. It was great, though, Granny. Old Skink finally got what he deserved. You <laughs> three beat all. Well, oh, thank you very nice. much. Yeah, I, think so <laughs> I don't think she meant that as a compliment, Liz. Uh-huh. Well, at least you've got something right today. You um, think what we did was wrong? I think it was awful. <gasps> why? But why? Bobo the teddy bear does not belong to Skink. Um, he doesn't? No. Skink bought Bobo to give to a little crippled girl in Clawburg. Oh, I know. Because I was there when he met her, and he asked me if it would be all right to buy the bear for her. So Skink is doing something nice? Yes. Oh, man. If you all haven't ruined it. Um, But, but, but Granny, it's still Skink. I mean, he's done a lot worse to us. Uh So that makes it right? You're all supposed to be Christians here. 
Setting the example, turning oh. the other cheek. Now, what happened to that? I um, guess we kind of forgot it. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Now, 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 wait a minute, Granny. We can still fix this. Yeah, oh, we you could. think so, eh? Oh, well, yeah. All we have to do is tell everybody tomorrow that what we said about Skink isn't true. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, we'll just tell him what really happened. Uh-huh. Skink will look like a hero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Granny? Yeah. You all know that hill on the back of my property near Oakwood Creek. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. Well, I want you all to meet me there in a half an hour. Okay. And I'll have an answer for you then. The three young lizards met Granny on the windswept hill, as scheduled. Much to the youngster's surprise, Granny carried a pillow. Uh, what's the pillow for, Granny? It's sort of an assignment for you all. Here. Take it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, you want me to whack Liz and Maury? <laughs> no, no. Come on. No. But I do want the three of you to rip it open and let the feathers out. What? Well, okay. Seriously? Seriously. Get to it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah, Who's that? All right. Liz, Lucille, and Maury ripped into that pillow like it was the biggest present on Christmas morning. Once it was open, they let the feathers fly and then watched as the downy fluff scattered all over the hillside into the wind. <laughs> well, that was the most fun and uh, relatively easy assignment I think I've ever had. <laughs> well, Liz, it's not quite done. All right. What's next, Granny? For the rest of the assignment, yeah. I want you to gather up all of the feathers. Okay. Uh, um, what? Huh? Pick up the feathers. Uh, Granny, we can't do that. Why not? Because it's impossible. Yeah. Why is it impossible? Well, now that the feathers are out of the pillow, the wind has blown them everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Granny, come on. We're never going to be able to get them back into the pillowcase. Uh-uh. Well, it is the same with the gossip you spread about Skink. What? You may think that going to school tomorrow and simply telling everyone the rumor about Bobo wasn't true will make everything okay. Well, yeah. But it won't be okay. Oh. Stopping rumors is just as impossible as putting the wind-blown feathers back into a pillow. Once they're out, they're out. And just like the pillow, the person's reputation is destroyed. Oh, man. What's more, Liz made things even worse by humiliating Skink in public, making him look small. Instead of letting Skink see the love of Jesus by keeping his secret a secret... You all made it that much harder for Skink to see Jesus living in you. Oh, no. You didn't just make Skink look bad. You made Jesus look bad. Oh, man. Now, you all may be wondering what the last segment has to do with the Sixth Commandment. Well, a lot of very smart folks who know about such things believe that gossip and humiliation are types of murder. They kill a person's reputation and good name. And in many cases, that's the same as murdering that person. Most likely, we've all done this at one time or another. So even though it might seem like thou shalt not murder is a commandment that most of us have no trouble obeying, we can now see just how prevalent disobedience to the sixth commandment really is. Mm -hmm. 